good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Welcome to the podcast today. How is your anchor holding as it gripped firmly to the unshakable Word of God? So glad that you chose to join me today and to tune in to hopefully some wisdom nuggets from the Word of God and uh, it'll help you to be able to serve the Lord more faithfully. Uh, Those of you that perhaps have been reading through a Bible reading program, maybe Bible reading through uh, through the entire year to read through your whole Bible, which is what I do every year. I know there are several within our fellowship that are reading through their Bible. And recently, if you're one of those, or if you've done that before, you know that there's an extended series of of uh, books that you read in the Bible that are really uh, instructive to us because they give you a picture of real life. And they give you a picture of something that we ought to be aware of, that a lot of times I don't think we are. And that is that our sin affects other people. Reading an article recently by Bill Farley, and he was commenting on this in his reading as well. Uh, We really do live in a culture that places a high priority on the individual. Is that not the case? Everybody else's rights are to be done away with in light of an individual and how he or she feels. We tend to think that because we, uh, the individual is more important than all the actions that I do, the things that I live in life, the, the choices that I make, don't affect anyone but me. And the problem with that is it doesn't take you very long in reading the real true picture that's presented in the Bible to understand that's not a biblical view. Sin is always social, Bill Farley said. Uh, it affect, its effects rarely stay confined to the sinner, but they spread to and affect everybody that's a close relation to them. Now, there might be a part of us that intuitively knows that. We've actually, you may be somebody who has seen that Uh, that principle illustrated in your life or a friend's life and it's become you know very obvious to you when it really becomes personal to us when we examine our own life and we see how the Lord has directed and then what we've chosen to do it becomes something that's even more obvious when you're reading through the Bible this is illustrated all the time in the lives of very real people that lived And God is trying to communicate a teaching and a principle to us that I want to share with you even today. was reading recently, of course, in Kings and uh, 1st and 2nd Samuel and Chronicles. You know where they will often tell the story of somebody's life. And there's overlap and illustration. But one of the characters that stands out, of course, is going to be King David. He's the greatest example there. Uh, If you've read your Bible in that section, in 2nd Samuel chapter 12, Uh, And verses 9 through 15, the Bible teaches us and reminds us that David committed adultery with Bathsheba. And that ended up snowballing into further sin, as it often does. Uh, Then he murdered uh, her husband, Uriah, to cover it up. And God's punishment was very social. What I mean by that is, in 2 Samuel 12, verse 9, the Bible says that the sword would never depart from David's household. In fact, the baby that was conceived by Bathsheba died, as did three of David's other sons. Uh, And he wasn't the greatest example, because you also remember that before the time that David turned 40 years old, he had seven wives. David's absolute rejection of the clear teaching of the Word of God had repercussions as well in his son Solomon's life. 
And Solomon didn't even learn from his dad's experience. And in fact, contrary to God's law, he married many foreign wives. And if you read in 1 Kings chapter 11, they literally seduced him away from the Lord. And he, in his old age, had rejected a lot of the law and the teaching of God and had substituted idol worship. How can a great man like that make that kind of decision? He died worshiping Chemosh and Ashtaroth and Molech and all of these false idols. And God judged that sin. Well, you continue reading in the scripture and who suffered most from David and Solomon's sins? The answer is the entire nation of Israel. We know that after Solomon died, he divided, God divided the 12 tribes into two kingdoms. He left two tribes with Solomon's descendants, but he gave the northern 10 tribes to Jeroboam, according to 1 Kings chapter 12. Uh, If you continue reading, God spoke to Jeroboam, who was the king of the northern ten tribes. Uh, Ahijah, which uh, promised Jeroboam prosperity, the prophet did, if he obeyed God's law in 1 Kings 11.29. But, once again, we read the story in Scripture that Jeroboam ignored the prophet's warning. And instead, he made two calf idols. This is notorious. As a matter of fact, the Bible's epitaph on Jeroboam is that he caused Israel to sin more than anyone before him. He made a golden calf to be in the town there. There's a village of Dan in the north of Israel, and he made one also in the south as well near Samaria so that people would not leave and go down to Jerusalem and worship God. Well, how did that? he broke the second commandment, and that's like, that's huge. God Uh, put to death every one of Jeroboam's surviving descendants in 1 Kings 14. Skip forward even a few generations from that. I was just reading today about King Ahab, and he married a notorious Phoenician princess. Everybody knows her name. It lives in infamy even today. Nobody, no family ever names their daughter Jezebel, and there's good reason for that. Uh, Jezebel, a Phoenician princess, a pagan idol worshiper. Uh, King Ahab married, and with her husband's cooperation, she imported Baal worship into Israel. Who suffered for that? Ahab, Jezebel, and all their living descendants were completely wiped out in 1 Kings 21. I could go on and on about this. But, dear folks, listen to me today. We need to have a sober evaluation of our sin uh, for example, uh, there are there is an unprecedented level of people who call themselves even believers today, but yet have gross immorality and disobedience in their life. Let's endeavor to be holy before God. You know, adultery doesn't just affect my spouse and me. It's going to affect future generations. When I walk away from my, from my spouse and I go into adulterous relationships, I'm going to tell you, it's going to impact your children and your grandchildren and those after you. Yes, it's true. God does quickly and and lavishly, extravagantly forgive sin. But the aftershocks, the scars still are going to reverberate down through generations. Don't you ever forget that, dear listener. I've seen it over and over again in my ministry. God did forgive David in the Bible, but he and his family still suffered. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7 says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, 
that shall he also reap. The Bible reminds us, even in the writings of the Apostle Paul, that's what Paul meant when he wrote this in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Having they, therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Literally, this reads, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. You know, we can really... Uh, mitigate a lot of suffering if we acquire that fear of God and live every day in that moment. It, it, it's the beginning of wisdom, Proverbs 9.10 says. The beginning of wisdom is a fear of the Lord. It's also the beginning of knowledge in Proverbs 1.7. And if Jesus delighted in it, so should we. Well, does your sin affect others? It absolutely does. And I want to encourage you that as you learn these lessons from the Word of God in your personal Bible reading and your devotional walk with Christ, remember, make right choices today that are in keeping with the will of God. And when you do that, you're going to lay the groundwork for the blessing of the Lord in your life rather than leaving scars and heartache and soul-wrenching troubles in the days ahead. God bless you today. Purpose in your heart to make it make Him the object of your affections and your love and walk with Christ. God bless you today. Walk with Him.